Yeah. Hey, Craig, uh, we're not going to go to commercial break here. We're going to let you intro your piece uh, on the 1989 Why Not Orioles. All right, and they were a lot of players were in town yesterday to take part uh, in the weekend celebration, and uh, we are broadcasting live too. We want to remind everybody of that from the live casino hotel studios right here in beautiful downtown Baltimore as Stan points to the wall behind me, which I can't see. <laughs> but the why not? 89 Orioles back in town for the celebration uh, this week, and we had a chance to catch up with a few of them yesterday. And uh, we'll start it off with Joe Worsilak. Joe Orsalak played in 123 games for the Orioles in 1989 with seven homers and 55 RBI while hitting 285. Everybody on that team generally pulled for one another to be successful right from the beginning. Everybody, I wouldn't say everybody, we liked each other too, but uh, that season we came together quickly winning on opening day. Believe it or not, that was the biggest game of the season for us if you played on the 88 team, because all you guys were going to talk about was if we lost game one was, well, you know, last year we lost 21. So that game was big winning that, and it kind of got the 88 guys out of that funk of starting the season and got the new guys in and everybody believing that we can win right away. And that's pretty much what we did most of the season. Did you ever think anything was possible like 89 coming off of 88? Truthfully, you do. Every year, I don't care what team you are, even this year's Oriole team, out of spring training, everybody thinks they can win. It's that we are very professional ball players, are very competitive people that think they can beat the heck out of the next guy. Doesn't always work out that way, but when it starts, we do. We did believe we can win, and, and we won a lot that year. So what's it like seeing everybody today? It's great. I mean, I, I saw a few guys. I saw Mike Devereaux at Fantasy Camp. But I haven't seen Bob Malacky or Phil Bradley I, I, uh, in years and years, 20 or 30 years probably at least. Uh, I see a few of the local guys, you know, Cal, Larry, Billy. But it's always see how guys have changed. Renee Gonzalez, when I first saw him, I said, is Renee? No, no, it's Renee Gonzalez. You know, it's great to see him. Craig Worthington, haven't seen him in years and years. Uh, Mickey Weston, all these guys, it just brings back memories. And, and what the, the feeling of having the camaraderie, with a fraternity, well, with players is, you know, it brings it back to you. Jeff Ballard turned out to be the ace of the staff in 1989, going 18-8 and with a 3-4-3 ERA. And it was great. Yeah, no, it was uh, very memorable. Uh, like a lot of the guys said, you know, it was a – it was my one time in all my big leagues that playing on a winning team, you know, getting to uh, the end of the season, having a chance to win the division. Uh, all the excitement that you would see in playoff baseball was there in Toronto. So, uh, you know, all the things I feel, you know, minus actually being in the World Series and the playoffs, you know, your, your checkbox got checked that year with, with as far as my big league experience goes. So, uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful memories of, of being here in Baltimore and, uh, you know, the fans are great. The team was really close-knit, and, you know, can't say enough about the experience for sure. Jeff, Phil Bradley talked about how the Orioles were everything to him because his family friend was Al Bumbry. Mm -hmm. Did you have a special relationship with the Orioles, being from Billings and Dave McNally? Yeah, I do, and I still I still feel very, uh, you know, family-oriented uh, as far as with the Orioles goes because of McNally. 
Um, Billings is a is an Oriole town because of Dave and, and what he did here and, and you know a long time before I got here for sure but nonetheless developed a lot of Oriole fans in Billings so when I came through it was uh, it was really easy uh, for Billings to like the Orioles because they already did because of Dave and certainly for me mentor you know having him uh, he I worked with him quite a bit before I went to Stanford uh, to pitch is really where I worked with him a lot in um, in, in in my pitching but later on once I got into the minor leagues and then into the big leagues with the Orioles I'd be able to go home in the winter and talk with McNally uh, and just talk about pitching and so from that standpoint he uh, that's good music. So from that standpoint, he was very valuable to me uh, in uh, uh, just being able to relate how, what it's like to pitch in the big leagues. And I, I learned a lot from him just mentally. Uh, and, and, and it was interesting to hear his perspective because, you know, he's certainly on the pedestal with me, you know, four, four-time 20-game winner and Grand Slam in the World Series and winning World Series and all the stuff that he did uh, certainly was a great resource. And, and he was a great friend. You mentioned the defense. There were so many good defensive outfielders on that team. Is there one or two plays that stick out in particular in your mind? Well, you know, the one that I remember the best, really, and then I wasn't even pitching, was Finley's uh, play in the opening day uh, and ran into the wall when he got hurt. And so, But that's, that's the play that was indicative that the outfield would make which we weren't making in 87 or 88. They didn't have the speed in the outfit that they had in 89. So, you know, that tone was set day one in opening day uh, when Finley ran and caught there and ran that ball down. That was a big changing point of that game. And then we go on and win. So I think that really set the tone for the season. Bob Malacki was a part of the starting rotation. He went 14-12 and 12 with a 3.74 ERA and pitched a total of 243 innings. And Malacki says it wasn't out of line to have a parade even after the Orioles lost the division on the final weekend. I, I don't think so. I think it was kind of a special team. I mean, you think about all the rookies that we had on that team and, and uh, all the guys that came up together playing together, like me and Pete Harnish, you know, we played together at almost every level. And uh, you know, and Jeff Ballard and and uh, uh, Greg Worthington, these guys, you know, coming up together, and and also don't, can't forget Steve Finley, who made that great catch in center field that first day. Uh, you know, it's just a good group of guys that got together, surrounded by good veterans that kind of led us in the right direction, and we happened to get hot and play well uh, through majority of the year. We we're in first place for what 116 days of the year, and uh, it was just a special moment. What was it like to play for Frank on that team? You know, <laughs> you're afraid to talk to him because he's <laughs> a Hall of Famer. You know, you had, you know, okay, Bob, you're going to, you know, because a couple of years later, he put me in the bullpen. He goes, I didn't even want to talk to him. I go, okay, I'll go to the bullpen. You know, he's, you know he, he, he's law. But uh, for a guy that had his accomplishments and to have the patience with the young players that he that he had on that team is tremendous. Because if you think about how the game was so easy for him when he played, and you're dealing with a bunch of rookies that make mistakes quite often, he is very he is very uh, patient and and he's really knowledgeable about the game to help us in the right direction. And and when he had he had good things to say, we always listened. And uh, you know we're gonna miss him. Was, I, I always I always looked up to him and. Uh, you know, it's just one of those moments where, uh, you know, you get a chance to work with the Hall of Famer. It's it's special. One of the most memorable games of that 89 season was Mike Devereaux's home run, which gave the Orioles an 11-9 win over the California Angels on July the 15th. Was it fair? Was it foul? Did it go around the pole? ball was fair by about, I don't know, a quarter of an inch. <laughs> 
still fair today. <laughs> that was a great moment, though. I mean, it's you know, I was a rookie, and uh, there's nothing better than than a, than a walk-off home run, and that was a, a big game for us, um, almost a sellout over at Memorial Stadium. And uh, not always do you get in a position to to do that. And so when you, when you get put in that situation, it's always it's always good to be able to come through. So that was that was fun. Let me ask you something that uh, Stan asked uh, Larry earlier. Frank Robinson, the manager of that team, we lost him in the last year. Uh, what did he mean to you? Well, obviously, you know, Frank um, was one of the early guys as far as uh, black players coming to the game. And uh, what he's done for the game is, is incredible and is very well respected. And, and for me to come over here and um, and to be able to to play underneath a guy like that was incredible. Um, it's, it's funny because we're just talking about this. I remember uh, whenever I'd strike out and I'd look at the dugout and see Frank, Frank would be like, oh, shake his head. And I mean, you can't do that now, but I mean, if you think about it, he wants you to do well. He really does. And uh, and he thrives for that. But um, it, it's, it's definitely uh, an honor to be able to play on Frank. It all came down to that final weekend at Sky Dome between the Orioles and the Blue Jays for the American League's Eastern Division title. And Phil Bradley in game one hit the first pitch he saw from Todd Stottlemyre a long way. And the funny backstory about that was I had lunch with Bob Melvin that afternoon and we, uh, we ate at Benihana's at the, I think at the Royal York Hotel. And as we were leaving, I said to Bob, I said, you know, I think I'm just going to hit the first pitch of the park out of the park. And he, he laughed at me, and, and, and legitimately so, because I didn't have a good track record off of Todd Stoudemire. And <laughs> lo and behold, he throws me that first pitch, and I hit in the second deck. And I come into the dugout, and he's just shaking his head. You know, I mean, it's a true story. I mean, so, you know, even when you look back at that 30 years later, what you realize is it probably happened too soon because the crowd was still coming to the stadium and a lot of them probably didn't see it. So they weren't as stunned by it as those that were there. And But it, it was a it was an exciting moment nevertheless. That team in general, though, I mean, when you think about, you know, what they, what they went through the year before, but then to come in and do what you guys did that year, uh, you know, just the whole turnaround. No, I was new. Yeah. I didn't. I I had experience in losing, not maybe to the degree that they had. Um, and honestly, with no disrespect to anybody on the '89 team or any team I ever played on, on paper that was probably the worst team I ever played on. On paper, and it turned out to be the best team I ever played with. And it just goes to show you that you know everybody can predict and 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 judge however they like. But at the end of the day, the game still played on the field. And and it, it was just a team that just had the right mix. We didn't have a lot of older guys. I think Cal and I were the oldest guys on the team. Um, had a lot of young guys who turned out to be very good players, but at the time they were just starting. You know, you had Mike here and Steve Finley and, and Brady and Kurt Schilling and uh, uh, guys that went on to become very good major league players. But at that point in 1989, they were just trying to figure it all out. And let's not forget how that season started. 
opening day at Memorial Stadium against the Red Sox and Roger Clemens, and Cal Ripken delivered a three-run homer to temporarily give the Orioles the lead late in the game. Coming off the 88 uh, season um, and the uh, nightmare of the 88 season in many ways for us, the guys that experienced that um, um, had to become better teammates and support each other a little bit better. So there was a benefit from going through something so negative. And then the expectation was kind of low in 89, but we had a new uh, influx of talent. Uh, we had some uh, rabbits that were running around the outfield catching everything that was, was hit. Um, we had some enthusiasm that uh, that came from from hope and winning that started opening day. Uh, so it was a fun it was a fun season. As the grind of the season wore on, I wouldn't say we became exposed, but we came back to earth a little bit. You know, we had a really good start, but we found ourselves in the end of the season um, right where we wanted to be with a chance to win in Toronto. And we really, in our minds, uh, had them beat the first two games. You know, and uh, they came back. Um, um, with their experience, and uh, they tied the game up and won it um, late, um, and snatched snatched our uh, uh, going from worst to first um, season away from us. But none of us in the room after the game was over, you know, when we had no chance, we got eliminated. We we thought it was a failure. We all thought it was an extremely successful season. We were all very proud of what we were able to do. Um, and uh, that was a good group of guys uh, in that clubhouse. How about that first game of 89? You're coming off 88, and then you wind up beating Roger Clemens here, here, and you had a big part in that. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that was exciting. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it, and I relived my three-run homer against Roger. Uh, Roger, I think, struck me out the first two times and uh, felt like my bat was underwater. He was throwing really hard, uh, threw the ball up in the strike zone. Um, and I came up with a chance to, to help the team uh, with a couple of guys on. And I got down 0-2 quickly, and I fought and battled back, and I ended up hitting the ball that went out of the ballpark and left. But uh, if you remember right, uh, they came back and tied the game up, and uh, Craig Worthington won the game with a sack fly. And to have him in that position and uh, to have him uh, you know, step in there and, and become clutch and win that game, you know, he had a lot of big hits uh, after that um, first opening day. But I think it started us off in the right way, and it, uh, it framed, framed our hope.